Hi everyone and welcome back to The Spectrum Reality. In my last episode, I talked about ASD children and school and the journey of finding the right school for Amelia. In this episode, I will talk about therapy and the benefits of ongoing therapy. I will discuss the experiences that has helped not only Amelia and her development, but has also helped me understand autism and how to be a proactive parent to Amelia. So let's get started. I thought the best way to navigate this episode about the benefits of ongoing therapy is to first discuss the different types of therapy I've experienced with Amelia and also talk about many other types of therapies that I have considered and also therapies that have been suggested by other parents who have children on the spectrum. I will also talk about the emotional, social and developmental impact therapy has had on Amelia over the years. Therapy, in my mind, is an essential part of Amelia's journey in life. And I feel it's something that will be a part of her life for a very long time. From a very young age, Amelia has been seeing specialists to help with her development. Prior to Amelia being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, we had already been seen a speech therapist due to Amelia being nonverbal. This sent us on the path to be assessed and then later diagnosed. As it stands today, Amelia's therapy routine consists of occupational therapy once a week, speech therapy once a fortnight, a psychologist once a fortnight, swimming lessons once a week, and a psychiatrist every six months. For a little person, that is a lot, but it is very necessary. The most common therapy needed for children on the spectrum is a combination of speech therapy, occupational therapy, behavioural therapy and psychology. For children under the age of six, early intervention programs such as AEIOU includes all these types of therapies. But once they start school, you need to find these specialists elsewhere. Majority of specialists in Australia are NDIS approved, which means your funding will pay for the therapy sessions. It is always the first question I ask when seeking a new therapist. Autism Awareness Australia is a great website to get information about therapies and their function. The Australian government MyGov website will also help you find therapists in your local area. Amelia's first experience with therapy started with speech therapy. According to autismspeaks.org, speech therapy helps children with autism improve their verbal, nonverbal and social developmental skills. For Amelia, it was not only a lack of communication, but also pronunciation, which is due to her low muscle tone in her mouth and jaw. Speech therapist helps children with the same type of low muscle tone and low gross motor skills like Amelia in various activities and programs. Speech therapy also addresses issues with social cues, facial expressions and body language. It helps children understand different types of emotions as well. There are many areas speech therapy helps ASD children and often ASD children have difficulty in picking up on social cues or body language and emotions that can be hard for them to understand. Not only their own emotions, but the emotions of others. For Amelia, she also has difficulty regulating her emotions, which is quite common in ASD children. If she becomes upset, it is very difficult for her brain to process the type of emotion that she is feeling and even more difficult to try and calm herself down. Speech therapy can also help children understand and regulate their own emotions. Even if it is not so much a communication or pronunciation issue, I find speech therapy is needed to help with developing those types of social skills. From my experience, Amelia responds best to visual aids and you'll find speech therapists will use a lot of visual prompts, books and audio to assist in the learning process. 
Amelia has been seeing a speech therapist since she was three years old. Even though we have come a long way from being nonverbal to verbal, it is still a therapy that is very needed. Amelia still struggles with communication and her words can often be slurred and hard to understand. She struggles with comprehension and language. And even though she can read at a high level, if she's reading a story, it is still very difficult for her to understand the content of the story. She is starting to understand and recognize her emotions and the emotions of others, but still finds it difficult to understand body language and social cues. Speech therapy is a big part of Amelia's development and will be for a long time. And without it, I feel she would struggle and potentially still be nonverbal. Another therapy that has been a big part of Amelia's development is occupational therapy. And you will find that speech therapy and occupational therapy can sometimes cross over into one another. Occupational therapy helps children with autism improve various skills that help with their physical, social and emotional development. It is an important part of therapy needed to assist children with ASD. In Amelia's case, occupational therapy covers a wide range of self-improvement skills, including learning how to write and hold a pencil, learning how to feed yourself using a knife and fork, cutting with scissors, and even learning how to dress yourself. Because Amelia has low muscle tone and low gross motor and fine motor skills, it takes a lot of practice and therapy to achieve even the simplest of self-care skills that most people take for granted. It is the little things that count. And when Amelia was able to dress herself, it was a huge step in her development. This she only achieved fully about a year ago when she was eight years old. Amelia still has difficulties with writing and holding a pencil. And we still have to help her in the shower and clean her teeth. Zippers and butters are still very difficult for her. And she is only just now at the age of nine being able to put on her own shoes. Occupational therapy helps with all these life skills needed to function independently on a day-to-day basis. Occupational therapy also helps build up core muscles in the body using various equipment and activities that are all fun and cater to the child's individual needs. Amelia has been seeing an occupational therapist the moment she was diagnosed. Without occupational therapy, I can safely say she would not have achieved the skills she has needed to become self-reliant. It is definitely a therapy she will need for a long time ahead. Just like speech therapy, occupational therapy also helps children develop their understanding of emotions and how to identify and regulate their own emotions. When I say there is a crossover from speech therapy to occupational therapy, this is often the area where language and communication activities and exercises are similar to the activities experienced in speech therapy. All of it helps in Amelia's development and you can even have your occupational therapist and speech therapist work together to create a program catering to your children's individual needs. Another part of Amelia's gross motor and fine motor development is swimming. Swimming is a part of her physiotherapy and occupational therapy program. It helps her build her core muscles along with improving her coordination skills, social skills, being able to listen and follow instructions and learn safety skills in the water. Swimming has also been something I wanted Amelia to learn for many reasons. One of the main reasons is in Australia, swimming is a big part of our lifestyle especially being surrounded by beaches. And in Queensland, our climate allows us to swim all year round. 
Amelia has grown up with beaches and pools from a very young age and is fortunate to love being in the water. I have known other children on the spectrum who are afraid of the water and dislike the sensation of water, especially the feeling of water on their head or the feeling of being underwater, which can make life very difficult, especially when it comes to bath time. One of the most common fears amongst parents with children on the spectrum is drowning. And a podcast called Parenting on the Spectrum discusses this common fear in depth. This is an experience that runs true for me and one that made me want Amelia to learn how to swim. When Amelia was six years old, we were invited to spend some time with her cousins at a water park. Whenever we would go swimming with Amelia, Peter or myself would always be by her side, standing next to her. And she just generally liked to stand on the edge of the pool on a step in the water. This time, however, she got very excited and decided to go down a water slide. I remember it happening very quickly. One minute she was there and the next she was gone. By the time Peter had got to her at the top of the water slide, she had already slid down. He followed directly behind her. Once she hit the pool, she couldn't find her footing and she panicked and then began sinking to the bottom of the pool. Peter finally reached her and pulled her up out of the water. She was only under for 10 to 20 seconds, but it was enough to scare the living daylights out of us and give her a great scare. The memory and feeling of being under the water stayed with her for a long time. I acted immediately and began to search for a swimming school that catered to children on the spectrum. Thankfully, I found an amazing school in Brisbane called Hampton Swim School. There they have a program that is called the Treasures Program that is assessed by an occupational therapist and is designed to facilitate children on the spectrum, teaching them about water safety and how to swim. The instructors involved in the Treasures Program are patient and understanding of children on the spectrum. They've had years of experience and on particular days, an occupational therapist runs the lessons. In the beginning, it was difficult for Amelia to feel safe in the pool. We had many meltdowns and she was anxious and hesitant to get near the water. With the patience and care and understanding from the staff at Hampton, Amelia now loves going to her swimming lessons. It was a step-by-step process that allowed her the time she needed to build her skills in the water and feel safe again, which she happily achieved. She is now able to swim underwater and is learning all the different swim strokes. She can even dive into the pool and swim to the surface and to the side of the pool. She can get in and out of the pool by herself and can even swim in the deep end. This has taken us three years to achieve, but it has been worth it. Amelia now feels confident and safe in the water and our fears of her drowning have lessened. The next part of the podcast I want to talk about is Amelia's experience with psychologists. This I also consider a very important part of Amelia's development. Psychologists deal with many areas involving emotional and behavioural issues ASD children face on a day-to-day basis. Psychologists help children in many different areas such as children suffering from anxiety. They can also help them understand and cope with all types of social settings and environments such as places like schools or shopping centres, places that involve loud noises and large crowds and just general social outings that may be difficult for ASD children. They can also help ASD children understand and self-regulate their own behaviours and emotions and to be able to recognise emotions and behaviours of others. Children with ASD also may need help coping with life at home, such as day-to-day activities and life skills. Psychologists help children with ASD cope with situations they find overwhelming and how to react in an appropriate way or a way that helps them deal with an uncomfortable or overwhelming situation. 
This can be achieved through different ways, but the main way I have experienced with Amelia is something called cognitive behavioral therapy. It is something I have been through myself as a parent who also struggles with anxiety and depression from time to time, but that is a podcast for another day. Cognitive behavioral therapy is a way of changing the way you react and behave in certain situations, as well as helping change the way you feel in these situations, whether it is a feeling of anxiety, fear, frustration, or anger. Amelia has been seen a psychologist on and off from the time she was diagnosed. It was difficult when she was younger because she couldn't communicate her feelings and emotions. So during those times, it would be me discussing with the psychologist ways to help Amelia in situations where she felt anxious, scared, frustrated or angry. We have just recently started seeing a psychologist again. As Amelia has grown older, she now recognizes her anxiety but still doesn't know how to cope with it. School has become more challenging for her, which has caused a lot of behavioral issues along with her increased anxiety. I also find a psychologist will help her in understanding her emotions and body as we start to hit puberty. Psychologists provide many ways to help ASD children overcome and cope with anxious situations and overwhelming situations through various activities and exercises. Some exercises that has been suggested to Amelia to try is exercises such as breathing exercises or taking herself to calm, quiet places if situations become overwhelming, counting to 10, expressing her emotions on a scale of 1 to 10, using visual prompts like smiley faces or sad faces to express how she's feeling in that moment. All these types of activities are ways of Amelia being able to help calm herself or get through an anxious situation. Psychologists are a valuable part of Amelia's therapy and will always be a part of her life. Amelia also sees a psychiatrist once every six months. Psychiatrists help in the same way psychologists do, but they can also prescribe medication if needed. There was a time when Amelia may have needed medication to help her with her concentration and focus. There was a possibility that she would potentially have ADHD, which can often coincide with autism. After a number of tests were done, Amelia wasn't diagnosed with ADHD. But there may be a time in the future where Amelia may need help with medication, especially with her anxiety. In Amelia's experience, her psychiatrist has helped her tackle many areas with day-to-day life situations. The psychiatrist helped Amelia with her fears of certain situations like seeing a dentist for the first time and arranged meetings with the dentist in helping make the first time experience a positive one. We of course needed to go many appointments where Amelia would walk around the dentist's room without sitting in the chair. This helped her get familiar with the dentist by taking in all the different smells and sounds and what it was like to be at the dentist. This is an important process for ASD children because it can often be just a sound or a smell, even bright light that can affect their sensory issues. It could be the feeling of the chair and let's face it, going to the dentist really isn't fun for anyone but it is an essential part of healthcare and it is a process we are still going through. Amelia has been to the dentist a few times and is still quite fearful of it. 
As I've mentioned before in my other podcasts, these types of transitional processes can take a long time, months, and sometimes even years. Just like the dentist, another area that Amelia is a little bit fearful of and creates some anxiety for her is going to the doctor. And this is another area her psychiatrist has helped her with particularly because of her fear of the different types of doctor equipment, such as the stethoscope or the blood pressure testing machine, the wooden tongue depressor and the otoscope. And even just getting her temperature taken is quite fearful for her. Her psychiatrist not only helps her in situations where she feels anxious, but also just her general personal hygiene and the importance of personal hygiene, such as brushing her own hair, cleaning her own teeth, washing her own hands and bathing every night. This is all part of Amelia's development towards self-care and being an independent person later in life. Amelia's psychiatrist is an important part of her therapy regime and is one that she will need throughout her life. Another valuable therapy that I know about and have seen many other children on the spectrum undergo is physiotherapy. Physiotherapy is an important therapy for children with ASD as it helps children achieve the typical gross motor milestones such as crawling, walking, jumping, skipping, hopping and running. Simple things like playing on the playground equipment or ball skills, catching a ball, eye-hand coordination and climbing. These are just a few areas that children with ASD may need help with. Physiotherapy can also assist children with low muscle tone through various exercises and activities where physiotherapists can build and manipulate muscles to become stronger. It can also help children who walk on their tippy toes, which is a very common behavior seen in children on the spectrum. And in Amelia's case, physiotherapy can help with poor posture and clumsiness, which can cause frequent falls. Amelia's posture is potentially considered a sway back posture where she stands and tends to stick her stomach and pelvis out and looks like she's leaning back. It is common for children on the spectrum to have potential posture problems and definitely something that physiotherapists can help improve. Another area Amelia needs help with is her balance and coordination. Because of her posture and low muscle tone, And the lack of her gross motor skills, she can be quite clumsy and fall quite a lot. The last great fall she had was just simply walking from her school to the car at the end of the day and her foot got caught on a bit of raised pavement. Because of her lack of coordination and balance, she couldn't help herself and try and buffer herself from the fall by usually putting your hands out or an instinctive reaction to try and stop yourself from falling. And because I wasn't quick enough to catch her, she fell face down on the concrete and chipped her tooth. An adult tooth of all things, an adult tooth that had just come in. We did get the tooth fixed at the dentist that became another battle to overcome because she needed to be placed under general anesthesia and she was already scared of the dentist. But again, that's another story for another time. Amelia does still need help with the simple things like walking up and down stairs. And at times I still need to hold her hand while walking to help her balance. At the moment, we are focusing on Amelia building up her muscle tone and gross motor skills through swimming. But physiotherapy is definitely our next step to help Amelia improve her physical abilities. 
The next part of the podcast, I want to talk about the various types of therapies I have heard about and therapies that have been suggested to me by parents with children on the spectrum. The first one I want to mention that has become very popular is equestrian therapy or to put it simply horse therapy. Horse therapy can help children with ASD create meaningful bonding experiences with an animal. It can help with cognitive language development by listening to instructions and giving instructions. And it can also help with sensory issues and awareness in areas such as speed, spatial awareness, height or vertigo. It can also help children with autism become focused and engaged in their activity and surroundings, which can help with their hyperactivity, potentially giving them a sense of calm that can help with their anxieties. It is not something I've tried with Amelia, but it has been a therapy that has been highly recommended by others. After looking into it further, I have become very interested and feel it could be something we could try in the future. Many are NDIS approved and can be part of your funding. There are many areas all over Brisbane providing horse therapy. And the one that I've come across, which is very popular, is one called Equus Serra, Therapeutic Horse Riding who specialize in programs for children with ASD, ADHD, and ADD, and also other disabilities. Another type of therapy that is along the same lines when trying to create a bond and friendship with an animal is pet therapy. According to raisingchildren.net.au, pet therapy can help children reduce their stress and anxiety. It can help them improve their social language and communication skills. It teaches them about empathy and caring for something and creating, again, that bond with an animal. It can help them with overwhelming situations where they can take their pet with them wherever they go. It can help calm them during a meltdown. As part of Amelia's pet therapy, she has a fish. Her fish is called Loki because he is mischievous like the Norse god Loki. Loki's fish tank sits in Amelia's room and she helps feed him sometimes with assistance and she often talks to him and says goodnight to him every night when she goes to bed. Because her room is her safe space, I found having Loki in there with her helps give her room that calming feeling. And I often see her just sitting in her room sometimes just watching Loki as he swims around his tank. Pet therapy can be a wonderful type of therapy for children on the spectrum. It can help calm their anxieties and just give them that sense of friendship Another therapy that has been suggested to me by a psychologist is art therapy. Art therapy can be a great way for children to express their feelings and emotions through drawings, paintings and different types of art and expression. It can also include fun games and activities such as playing with puppets and toys that can help children also express their emotions and feelings through play. By expressing their emotions through art, it can help them through difficult or scary experiences. For Amelia, though, this type of therapy she would not respond to. Because of her sensory issues to certain textures and her low fine motor skills, she would find art therapy difficult. For me, it is important to find the right type of therapy that suits Amelia. And I have to keep reminding myself that she can't do them all. A therapy that Amelia did participate in is music therapy. One of Amelia's strengths and passions is music and sounds. Amelia participated in a music therapy company called Music Beat Therapy Services. 
It focuses on sensory activities involving different types of sounds that musical instruments make, as well as coordination and timing to rhythmic beats. It also helps with social interactions and is a great way for children to express their creativity. It focuses on speech and language skills by listening and following instructions. Amelia participated in a short holiday program that was in a small group setting, but it can be done on a continuous basis, once a week, twice a week, whatever you feel like. And you can also have them come to your home or you can go to them. The workshop that Amelia went to ran for two weeks and sometimes I find this is a good way to trial a type of therapy because often you'll find other therapists like occupational therapists will hold holiday programs and workshops that you can participate in in a group setting. Amelia really enjoyed her time at Music Beat but at the time we were tossing up between continuing with music therapy and swimming and again I needed to choose the right therapy for Amelia and swimming was definitely more important. Managing all these therapies can be exhausting and I am constantly amazed how Amelia has been able to juggle all of them and remain positive about continuing with her therapy. Over the years, we have seen many therapists come and go, and unfortunately, that is the nature of the business. Therapists do move around, but in saying that, therapy is an essential part of Amelia's life, and without them, Amelia would struggle with everyday life skills. We have met some amazing therapists, but still it is important to feel comfortable and have a connection with your therapist. With therapy, Amelia has been able to socialize better and been able to cope better with her everyday life situations. There is still a long way to go for Amelia socially and developmentally, and her mental health is an important part of her ongoing development. I am someone who truly believes in the positive and beneficial outcomes of ongoing therapy and what it gives to children on the spectrum. It all comes back to what I've mentioned before, the sooner the better. It is in the early stages of a child's life that therapy can make a real difference for them as they grow into adulthood. It gives them the skills to cope and live with everyday life, to be able to live the best life they can independently and successfully. And I thank all of the therapists that have made such a positive impact on Amelia's life. The dedication, time and care from therapists has been above and beyond. And I'll say it again, I truly believe that without therapy, Amelia would not be where she is today. Thank you for listening and sharing this journey with me. Please join me for the next episode as I talk about ASD and stimming, repetitive behaviours, sensory issues, passions and interests. See you next time.